where we will be tonight, and uh, we're going to be covering kind of a, a fairly lengthy uh, portion of, of First John. We we went through the the first six verses of this chapter on Sunday, and uh, Lord willing, tonight we're going to finish the chapter out. It's going to be kind of a, a, a one shot to say that we're all the way through here, and so we're in First John four. We're going to pick it up in verse number seven today, but if you want to turn in your Bibles and read First John four. love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation of for our sins. Eleven, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. That's an important phrase, and I want you to remember that. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have and known, we have known and, believed and believed the love, the love that, God that God hath, hath to, us. to us. God is, God love, is love, and he that, and he dwelleth, that dwelleth in love, love dwelleth in God, God, and God, and God in, him. in him. Herein, Herein is, our is our love made perfect, perfect that we may that we have boldness, boldness in the day of, the day of judgment, because, because as, as he is, is so, so are we, are we in, this in this world. There is, there no, is no fear, fear in, love, in love, but perfect, perfect love, love casteth, casteth out fear, fear because, because fear, fear hath torment. torment. He that he feareth, feareth is not, is not made, made perfect in love. In love. We, love, we him love him because he because first, he first loved, us. loved us. If a man, if a man say, say, I love, I love God... God and hateth his, his brother, he is, he is a liar. For he that, he that loveth, loveth not his brother, his brother whom, whom he hath seen, seen how can, how he, can love he love God whom he hath not, not seen? And this, and is, this is the commandment, commandment uh, uh, and this and commandment, commandment have we from, we from him, him, that he who loveth, who loveth God, God love his brother, brother also. also. I want to preach tonight, tonight on the subject of living through him and loving like him. Let's pray. Father, Father, as was, as mentioned, was mentioned just a moment, just a moment ago, ago, we need your help, need your help tonight, tonight. I pray, I pray as we as look, we look into, your into your word, that you would open our understanding, Lord, Lord, and that, and your, that your spirit would do, would do the, work the work that he does, that he does in, in revealing, revealing the secrets, the secrets of, our of our heart to us, that by your, by your word you would show us the areas, areas uh, Lord, uh, where, where maybe we're struggling, maybe we're even failing. And help, and help us, Lord, to grow in those areas. I pray that tonight, tonight your word, word, there be someone, someone uh, who's, who's lost, lost and needs to be saved, that they would come to that understanding, that they would turn to Christ and be saved. And Lord, if, if, if there's someone who's just struggling, struggling with assurance, with assurance of, their of their salvation, I pray that, I pray that you would help, help them get that settled tonight, according, according to this, this word. word. So Lord, just work among us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. 
well, well as, as you, you may, may have, have noticed, noticed there is, there a, is word a word that recurs, that recurs many, many times, times throughout, this, throughout passage. this passage and this, and is, this the is the word, word love. love this is this really, is really a, call a call to love one another, another to love uh, specifically in this context god's people our brethren in christ that's what, That's what we're commanded, we're commanded to, do. to do, and probably, probably noticed, noticed as, you've been, as you've been following, following this series, this, series, that this, that this has, has been a recurring, recurring theme, it's a major theme, theme of the of book of 1 John, John. John. our love, love uh, that, uh, comes that comes from God, God to be, uh, uh, that was shed upon us by God, and how that love is now to be given and shown to others. Why is that such a major theme of this book? Well, there are a couple of reasons. One is, I believe, because sadly, even in... Bible-believing Bible churches, churches, there is there a real, real lack, lack sometimes, sometimes of, of true, true biblical, biblical godly, godly love. And that and ought that not, not to be, but it is, but a, it reality. is a reality. Uh, uh, it, it, it is a problem. A problem. And I think and I most, think most, most of, of us can probably testify of the fact that, that, that we, have we have seen, seen experienced, experience, maybe, maybe even been guilty, guilty before, before of, of rather, rather than, than having and showing and, showing and living, and living godly, godly love for one another, one another uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, we're, guilty uh, we're guilty of being selfish or, 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 or criticizing one another and tearing down and rather than building up. Many, Many have, actually have actually chosen to define, to define the Christian, the Christian life, life uh, by, uh, a, by set of, a set of, of rules, rules to live, to live by, by, and in, and so, in so doing, they kind of, kind of uh, negated in their, in their own mind the need, the need to, love to love one another because they say, well, well my, my godliness, my spirituality is, is, is really proven, proven by uh, my, my separation, separation or my standards or, or, or my, my, my holiness. But actually, but actually, that's, that's not, not the biblical, the biblical concept. concept. True, True godliness is manifested in, in our love for one another. And, and I'm, not I'm not saying that holiness, holiness isn't important, important that, that separation is not important, important because, because it, is. it is. And that is, and that also, is also a result, a result of God's, God's work in our lives. But, but not, it, not to, to the neglect of love. Of love. In other words, we put it this way. You might have everything right on the outside of your life. You might... Look the, Look right, the right way, way and talk the right way, way, way and dress the right way and abstain from the right things and do the right things. But if but you don't, don't love as, as Christ, Christ wants, wants you to love, love it's really it's empty. empty. Paul, Paul talked about, about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 as he spoke of charity in the first few verses. All these things that he could be doing. All the spiritual, All the spiritual gifts, gifts that he could, that he could have. And, and even and to even the point of he said, if I give my body to be burned, burned but if I have not charity, not charity, it profited, it profited me, nothing. me nothing. It's no it's good. It's good. It's worthless. It's empty. It's vain. If there's if not, if it's not, not motivated and, 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 and infiltrated with the with love, love of God. God. So this is, that's one reason that I think it's so important that it's plastered throughout the book of John. We're to love one another. That's all to do. But there's, but another, there's another aspect, aspect of, this, of this, and really, and really within, within the, context, the context, here's the, here's the idea, idea of this. The, 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 the purpose of the book, one of the primary purposes of 1 John, John is, that is that believers, believers would, find would find assurance of their salvation. Right? right? And, in, and this in this particular, particular passage, passage, here's the idea. The, idea. the love, the love God that God wants you to have is the evidence of salvation. Now that may now that seem may strange, strange to you, but we need to, need to remember 
that what, that we're, what talking we're talking about, about is, not is not the world's, the world's concept, concept of love. This is, this not, is not, as we looked at in the previous chapter, in verse in number 12, this love is not the kind of love that the unbelievers of the world can have to one another. Verse 12 of chapter 3 tells us that we're not to love as Cain loved. Cain killed his brother Abel because Abel was no longer satisfying Cain's expectations. Therefore, uh, he rose up and slew him in anger and hatred. And really, that is the love of the world, isn't it? It's limited by our own expectations and desires of other people. But true biblical love is not that way. True biblical love is self-sacrificing love. True biblical love is love that is like Christ's demonstrated in the cross of Calvary that when we were unlovable, Christ came and demonstrated his love for us. He commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We see that also in verse number 10 uh, here in, in our text. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, Christ gave himself for us and demonstrated his love in that way. And now we are called to do the same. And there are two aspects to this argument. In verse number 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Point number one in this argument, not in the message, is this. True love can only come from God. Therefore, those who have true Christian love are in Christ. They are saved. That's the first prong of the argument. Second prong of the argument is this, verse number 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Those who do not have Christian love are not in Christ. So by this we understand, this, this is the proof, this is the evidence. How do I know that I'm saved? How can I have confidence? Here's really the question according to this text. Do you have God's love in you and through you. Now, I want to get into this a little bit, and, and I think you'll, you'll begin to follow what I'm trying to say here, but there's a, there's a concept that he gives here. He, he gives us an understanding of what he's trying to drive home. The concept is this. <clears throat> Look with me, if you would, at verse number nine. It says, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. That word manifested, it means to be revealed. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. That we might live through him. Now that speaks of eternal life, that when we receive Christ, we have eternal life in him. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. And so we, in that sense, have eternal life. We live through him. But there's another aspect of living through Christ, and that is that the things that we do and the way that we live is actually Christ in us, living through us. Our, our life, our source of strength, our source of power is from Christ. Look down to verse number 12, if you would. It says, No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. I told you when we read through this passage that those words, no man hath seen God at any time, are important and you needed to remember them. Here's why. There's one other place 
in the Bible that we're told that no man had seen God at any time. And it's actually found not in 1 John, but in the Gospel of John, in chapter 1. So let's go there. I want to show you something here. John chapter 1. These exact words appear in John chapter 1, and then they tell us something about this concept. No man hath seen God at any time. Now when the Bible says no man hath seen God at any time, it's clearly stating that we have not seen God in his essence, who he is. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 4 that God is a spirit, and we've not seen his spirit. We haven't seen his essence, but, but we understand that, that Jesus is the physical revelation of God. He's the manifestation of God as the Son of God. And so when we look in John chapter 1 and verse number 18, we find these same words again. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So in order for the world to see God, Jesus was manifest. That's the concept, right? In verse 18 here in chapter 1. No man hath seen God at any time, but here's Jesus. We're told four verses earlier that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He came, he was incarnated into a human body, and he declared or revealed God to us. Let me ask you this question. How did he reveal God to us? How did he prove to us that he was God? We'll look up at verse number 14, if you would. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This is he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. How did Jesus reveal the glory of God? Because he was different than any man that had ever lived. Think about that just for a moment. His works and his words, his actions, his very nature was contrary to what the world had ever seen before. There was something different about Jesus. And in his works, he proved that he was of God. You were here in chapter 1, but go over to chapter 3 of John. John chapter 3, very familiar passage. Look at verse number 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Why? For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus, we know your God by the things that you do, by your actions, by your miracles. It is evident to us, it's obvious to us that you have the power of God on your life. Unlike anything we've ever seen before. There's something different about you, and by your miracles and by your works, we are convinced that you are of God. Go to chapter 14 here in John. We're just kind of walking our way through this. John chapter 14. 
verse number 10. Well, let's back up to verse 9. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. So here Philip says to, to Jesus, how do we really know? that? I mean, show us the Father. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Just, just look at the things that I do. They're not coming from me, the words that I speak and the works that I do. It's the Father in me that's doing these things. That's the proof. And then one more place I want to show you on this, Luke chapter number 7. And I know we're doing a lot of flipping back and forth, but I want to make a connection here. And if you'll bear with me, I think you'll see it. Luke chapter number 7, verse number 18. It says, And the disciples of John showed him, this is the disciples of John the Baptist, showed him all of all these things. And John calling unto him two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? John's sitting in prison for the testimony of Jesus, and he's not seeing him do the things that he thought the Messiah was going to do. And so he sends two of his disciples to, to say, Are you really the, the Christ? Is it, am, I, did I, am I sitting in prison for the wrong guy? So verse number 20, when the men were come unto him, they said, John Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor, to the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. So in other words, when John asked Jesus, are you really the Christ? Are you really of God? Here was his message. Go back and tell John what you've seen me do. And anyone who knows the scriptures knows that everything that Jesus did was testified of him and prophesied of him before he ever came into the world and he fulfilled everything that God said he would fulfill that's what proved him prior to his resurrection that was how people could know that he was the Christ to the point that when he asked Peter who do you say that I am he said thou art the Christ the son of the living God how did he know that well because he had seen it he had seen everything that Jesus had done and made the connection in his mind, there's no way that a man could be sick and do this and speak like this and not be the Christ and not be of God. The works proved it. No man had seen God at any time, but the works of Jesus proved it. Therefore, he revealed the glory of God the Father. No man had seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Okay, so that's the concept. Jesus declared God, 
God the Father, because of the things that were done through him. And he, he specifically said it wasn't him doing it, it was the Father through him, right? Now go back to John chapter 4. Notice this with me. John chapter 4 and verse number 12. Same wording, same wording. No man hath seen God at any time. But now the conclusion is different. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. That word perfected, it means to be completed. It means to be finished. What is he saying? Listen, make this connection with me if you would. Jesus revealed the glory of God the Father by his works, by the fulfillment of prophecy that the Christ, the Son of God, would come and do these things that he did. And in so doing, he proved that he was of God. Here's the connection. When we have the love of God in us and through us, you know what it proves? It shows that we are of God and he is of us. No man has seen God at any time, but guess what? We have the opportunity to show God to the world by what? By our love. By our love. So the source of our love, this true biblical love, is not us. It is Christ in us. Verse number 9, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Jesus said the works that he did, they were, they were from the Father. I understand that Jesus is God. He is co-equal with God the Father. But we need to understand something. When Christ came to this earth, he took upon humanity and made it did those things which the Father told him to do. In fact, he even said it, I do always those things that please him. That was what Jesus did. He operated in the power of God, not in his own flesh, not in his human flesh. But do you know what we're called to do? Though we are not God, please don't misunderstand, we are not God, but we do have the Holy Spirit living within us. You know what we're called to do? We are called to operate not in our flesh, but in the power of God that is in us. And if we, are, if we walk in him, if we live through him, if we allow the spirit of God to work through us, you know what happens? Much like Jesus, the, the things that God did through him, God will show some things through us. We're identified by the love that doesn't come from man. It doesn't come from our own flesh. It doesn't come from this idea, oh, that's just such a kind, loving person. No, true biblical love is this. It's a love that's greater than any man can ever come to. It's the love of God that has been given to us 
That's the kind of love that we're called to here. Beloved, let us love one another. And as we read a couple weeks ago in John chapter 13 and verse 35, Jesus told his disciples, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So that's the idea, that's the concept behind this whole passage. And if we look down just a little ways into verse number 17, it says this, Herein is our love made perfect. (laughs) Our love made perfect. Now I I want you to think about this with me. This love that God gives us and and we are called and commanded to show to one another. Again, it's not something that we can do on our own. But it is evidence of God's working in our lives. And this idea of the, the love of God being made perfect or perfected in us, it is not that our love makes us right with God, but that if we are right with God, we will have the love that can only come from God. I want you to, I'm going to use an illustration. We've got some electricians in the room, and I'm probably going to look too old for electricians. put in a light switch or a fixture or a fan, I do the very best that I can to make sure as I'm working with everything that all the connections are good. But how do I really know? Think of it with me, if you would. We can say, I'm saved. How do you know you're saved? Well, I've called upon the name of the Lord. I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, according to the word of God, I am saved. And I would say to you, amen. Is the love of God perfected in you? Does it flip some switch and you can actually see the light? 
the idea behind this. If it is in Christ, if you are in Christ, the love of God is perfected in you. You, you can see God's love through a saved individual. And if you can't see that love, specifically in your own life, there's a problem somewhere with the connection. That's, that's what this is saying. Because it is Him through us. This is that we might have confidence, according to verse number 13, hereby knowing that we dwell in Him and He in us. He wants us to know. It is that we may have confidence in Him. Verse 17, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. So it's, it gives us the concept, but then He gives us this confidence. If you are saved, you, you have Christ in you and working through you, and there's evidence of the Spirit of God in you, you can be confident. You don't have to be fearful about standing before God in judgment because the evidence is there. The light bulb is on, and it didn't come from you. It didn't come from itself. It's evidence that God is working in you and through you. There's no fear, verse number 18, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Listen, and I'm going to use the same silly illustration. I do not have to wonder or question as I look at that white picture. Is it the man or not? I don't care if it happens, Fred, don't worry. How do I really know that that's that the light that I'm seeing from that isn't just generated somehow in that picture or not? That's foolish. That light can't come from itself. It has to come from the power of God. I'm confident in that. There's no question. doesn't mean that you're going to be sinless or flawless. Here's what it means. You ought to be able to look at your life and say, no, I know. I can see it. God has changed me. There's a difference in me. There's something. Th th there's a love that God has put in me for other people that I don't, I wouldn't naturally have myself. Therefore, we can have confidence because the love of God is perfected in us. Then we look at verse number 19. It says, we love him because he first loved us. Again, let's remember God initiated this love. Verse 20, if a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he's a liar. You flip the switch and nothing's there. Oh, I'm all connected. Are you sure about that? Something's wrong. Listen to this. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? One of my favorite verses in the Bible, and I have a bunch of favorites, you're probably tired of that, right?
some people are easier to love from a distance. Amen. It's okay. You can say it. We all know it's true. Some people are easier to love from a distance. Sometimes it's easier to love those that we can't see, but the love of God manifested in us calls us to love one another as Christ loved us and love those that we can't see. Those that sometimes rub us the wrong way and get on our nerves and push our buttons and however you want to say it. We're called to love one another. Why? Because this is the evidence of Christ in us. And if God loved us. By the way. You weren't a real catch for God. And neither was I. But if God could love me. And his love is in me and working through me. Then I should have no problem loving you. And you should have no problem loving me. Though sometimes, from the human perspective, it's not all that easy to love one another. But we're called to love one another. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. Let me just ask you tonight, how's your connection with God? Have you received his love and is his love working through you and being shown and demonstrated to others? That's how the love of God is perfected in us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father.